Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank all my listeners for listening and also thank the contributors to my show who are executive producers, Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, Ms. Aida, psychic and author of Who Do Cleansing Protection Magic, Binaural production engineer Damien Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, and monthly co-host Jared Murphy, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Oh, author I'm sorry, Jared Murphy is author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. And if you are interested in contributing to this podcast, go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com, and you'll find everything you need there. And now, without any further ado, our guest for today is Jeffrey Weinstein, and he is a quantum energy master and comedian. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you, Gary. Thank you for having me. So how are you making out today? I'm fine. I'm fine. Awesome. So... I need some quantum healing. Can you help me? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, sure. I mean, it, um, you know, it's funny, like what, um, you know, what, um, what, um, like, what uh, are you looking for? What kind of, like, what's, uh, like, I, like, I have to know what, like, like how 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 you're feeling right now, what you're going through right now, and um, you know, kind of uh, steer you in uh, the appropriate direction. All right. So what I'm going through right now is emotional. I am feeling a lot of anger um, as the result of a divorce, and I just feel like stabbing people in the head. Okay. Uh, how recent um, has is this? Not, not like in the like in the timeline. How how recent uh, is your divorce? Uh, last two months. Okay, so it's very recent. So, uh-huh. so you were married, and then I suppose things weren't going well. And did you separate or still stay together? Uh, she just kind of took off. Okay. So it was very subtle. Mm-hmm. I think I lost your sound. Yeah. And she said she wanted a divorce? Yep. Okay. So she took off. Mm-hmm. Later she contacted you saying she wanted a divorce. Yep. Okay. And before, prior to her leaving, were there any signs that things were going really not so well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were fighting. There was yeah. there was discord. You were fighting. She Lots of that. she made it clear you weren't happy, and it was um, just you you weren't compatible anymore, or you couldn't get along with her anymore. Yeah, both. Yeah. Okay. So so she 
Okay, so she couldn't take, I suppose she couldn't stay there anymore, so she just left, and it was suddenly, without too much notice, and she just, and she just suddenly just left, and mm -hmm. then, then said, that's it, I want to end the marriage, I want to have a divorce. Yep. And, uh, yeah, which, um, okay, yeah. And which leaves you like um, very, of course. Mostly angry. The, the anger part is the part that I don't like. Very angry, very angry and hurt. So, so you're, so you're mostly you're angry at her, or you're angry at what happened. I think I'm angry at the way it happened. Okay, that's so what I'm reading from you is that you're, you're angry that she couldn't discuss it with you, that she couldn't communicate this with you and make any attempts to reconcile if there was any chance or hope of reconciliation or just uh, feeling that says, okay, Gary, I'm sorry, you know, things aren't just working out, working out for me, we're going to have to um, amicably split apart and divorce. Mm -hmm. So... It was her lack of communication that gets her angry. Well, yeah, I guess it's just the situation in general. I I don't like feeling angry. Like, anger is part of this, but I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need, okay. I need to it's cultivate some your, compassion. I think you, you know, you have to... Um, <clears throat> look, um, really, um, not, not get too tied up with the, the negative mm -hmm. emotions of all this, the negative side effects and aspects of all this and look for what's positive that, you know, it wasn't going well, there right. was pain while you were together and mm -hmm. there was, um, tension and conflict while you're together and suddenly ended how it ended now is is not really that important it ended hmm. and there's no it's a waste of energy for you to invest negative emotions and anger into the way it ended right absolutely because that's just that's just a waste of time that's right. just a waste of your energy, of your positive mm -hmm. energy, positive energy that you could keep and uh, channel invest into mm -hmm. more productive right. endeavors and, and work. So, so, uh, you know, so just look on the light side of it, you know, well, you know, maybe she was, a, maybe she was just a piece of work and didn't, didn't fit into your life anymore. And then she, okay, just ended it instead of it with a lot of marriages, just prolonging the agony and, and the conflict over months and months and even years. She left, ended something, boom, one divorce. That's it. So the band-aid was ripped off. That is true. This could have spared me years and years of unnecessary suffering and misery. Which is the positive aspect, which is the positive side, which is the light side, the positive side, it's a positive aspect to that, that it didn't drag on for months and years into uh, a lengthy separation or any divorce battle and uh, 
you know, that um, would have been more taxing for you and more of a drain on your on your energy on your energy field mm. than this happening just in a short period. <clears throat> um, you know, so you know you have to ask yourself where where you want to invest your your energy podcasting i mean into the negative aspect of it or the positive aspect mm-hmm. you invest in a positive aspect you don't you're not feeling anger anymore you're you're channeling the anger into some other activity or activities mm-hmm. and you don't so you're not feeling uh, the anger anymore and you don't have the time to to invest emotionally into these uh, negative emotions and um, just to be thankful and grateful that it wasn't prolonged over a long period of time where you know it would have been agonizing for you to to go on do what you're doing do podcasts with all of this stress down on your head yeah, that's an added an added weight and burden on you energetically weight and burden on on you so and and the other thing is that anger is very unhealthy mm-hmm. to prolonged anger if we hold on to anger we are actually mentally and physically causing ourselves harm hmm. biologically that real medical conditions can can develop from holding on and feeling anger, just feeling and just feeling anger, because when you feel anger, such anger, such like vile, bitter anger that you want to, that's aggressive, that you want to, you know, uh, feel you, you, you have to let it out, but you let it out in a very destructive, negative way. It's the effect it has on your cells and your whole cellular being, the cells your molecules, your cells, your 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 internal organs, uh, your thought processes, everything—it's all turning. It's all turning against you, and it's jeopardizing your health and life. Yeah. And uh, I've seen this in in a few people. Um, the the effects of. Uh, uh, termination of relationships or loss of relationships, what it can have over time, over years, and for some people, it 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 is so uh, strong that actually affects the course of the rest of their life that they can't do anything really with their lives. They can't do anything constructive. Mm-hmm. I can't with their lives with their lives, and that is really what I would say is the worst case scenario. Oh yeah. I'm not letting that happen. And, uh, so, <laughs> you know, but every moment that you're angry for every, that you have these feelings, every moment you're angry, it's you, you, your cells respond, the cells in your body, uh, your neurons in your head and your brain, it, it responds in a very negative way. And it's like sort of lowers your immune system, mm-hmm. your your, your uh, immune uh, uh, immunity to it makes you 
makes you more vulnerable for other diseases or to, you know, especially now in COVID times where you have to have a really strong immune system. And I think the reason why, like in in the United States, many people, um, they, 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 they lowered the, the strength of their immune systems through their emotions because it's an angry Americans are very angry. Americans are a very angry population. You get incited to, to anger <laughs> more easily. And you to 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 action, to aggressive, angry action and these and these feelings which um, have have side effects have side effects on on your health. You're less you know, angry population is, is a less healthy population and more like you, you are not, the system is not strong enough to fight off uh, uh, viruses, viral infections, and various other uh, viruses uh, that's uh, being going through. That's interesting. I've never really thought about that. So you yeah. think that, that yeah. the reason, one of the reasons that COVID is worse here is because we have a more angry population, which is bringing down our immune systems. Yeah. Yeah, you've already you'd already weakened, already weakened your immune system. You know, with with, uh, with radical radical ideas. You know, mm. you know the politics have have uh, infused extreme radical ideas on the right and the left, and um, have uh, affected. Uh, individual uh, health, individuals' health, uh, immune systems in a very adverse way, which most people aren't, aren't even aware of. No. Uh, the the um, negative, um, pernicious effects of, of their thoughts and behaviors and feelings and emotions. So all so, our, our thoughts, emotions, feelings, do you think they, they affect us on a cellular level? Yeah, it uh, does. Your, your cells do respond. Because each cell, if you look at each cell as a unit of consciousness, you know, and it does have an effect to change the molecular composition of these molecules and cells. And um, have you heard of the scientist uh, Emoto? Yes, with the water. Mm -hmm. what, what he did... What he did proves that theory, that hypothesis, or that, or, or, or that theory that in reality we could, he showed it to be true. That you, you, if you have, think of a positive thought on the water. The effect that has on the water is you get uh, a different kind of structure of cells. If it's negative, you get uh, a, a negative uh, effect. On, on the cellular composition of the water. Hmm. And we are mostly made out of water, aren't we? So the water, like the cells, the, because there's water in your body, there's water in your cells. So the, the, uh, the cellular um, response, cellular composition of, in your body is positively or adversely affected depending on how you feel and uh, and your emotions. So. Hmm. so with your type of healing therapy, 
Um, do you just address the energy or do you also address some of the emotional things that cause some of these cellular changes? Yeah. Um, yeah, look at um, uh, emotions, thoughts, especially especially thoughts, because thought thoughts trigger emotions. Because the thoughts is, is a trigger to feelings and emotions that people get caught up in. And then the, 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 the end result is that they start feeling sick. And they get, they, they feel they have some kind of illness and the psychological illness that is dangerous that will develop into an actual physical, physiological condition, physiological illness. Hmm. So if you look into, it's a different uh, way of looking at it. If you look into the psyche and the, the psyche and psychology of people, life, people's minds, and um, and you could call this transpersonal psychology because it like transcends even the human being, transcends them as as a as a human being interacting uh, with this world in temporary situations and temporary in temporary time frame. So they may feel a certain way for a certain time, mm -hmm. but they don't have to hold on to to these emotions. And what 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 I do sometimes is like I help people to see that how their thoughts and emotions. Are really working are really causing them a lot of stress really causing them too much stress and it's not they you don't have to hold on okay you have a certain feeling you got from somebody and somebody mm -hmm. was said something that made you feel this way that's why and so you you don't have to hold on to that feeling just let it go just let it go and just say okay this is not real you know and this is real no. That's true. Thoughts are not real. The 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 the, the feeling of of the, the like so a kind of like the way someone made made you feel mm -hmm. in their reaction to you. Okay, this is it's not real. Has no relation to the truth. Mm. So they believe that's their truth, but it's not the truth. It's not the absolute truth and when people take things said to them by friends or other people or it could be like colleagues at work um to as the truth as the absolute truth that's when trouble could start that's when they could go down a kind of emotional rabbit hole interesting mm. i don't think there is an absolute truth you know it seems like my opinion on on truth is Everything is constantly in flux. What do you think? Yeah, everything, everything is changing in a constant flux. Um, the the um, so the changing, but actually, the the changing is really only uh, and like like quantum physicists will, will will even say that the changing is only 5% of our reality. 5% is only our known reality, which is 5% of total reality in a 
in the totality, let's say. And 95% is the, is, um, an absolute, we'll say an absolute existing existence, which is the unknown. So 95% of what we live reality is really unknown to us or yet to be revealed uh, to us and exists within a kind of quantum field, an absolute quantum field of um, quantum absolute, absolute reality. So what is absolute is um, consciousness, consciousness that um, sprung the energy to create the universe and um, what is changing and unreal is the <laughs> the the the, the uh, evolution of humans and what they've done with the universe like what they've done with this with this planet and what they've done henceforth with uh, what they're doing with the universe hmm. you see and we see within the last almost 100 years everything we're doing is has, has a um, a definite effect on universal consciousness everything that we're creating everything we're doing negative and positive especially the negative which is you know causing alarms out beyond the the realm of this earth into other spheres of galaxies and planets and and the whole totality of universe or multiverse because it's infinite so the infinite so so is it what is absolute is, is the infinite it's infinite hmm. do you think that what humans are doing and the shock waves that we're sending out through the universe or multiverses or whatever is hitting affecting other life forms and other forms of consciousness that are out there oh yes yes they want it for for like so so for a, lo a long a long time for over 70 for like over 70 years that they've like wanting to know more and more like like what are they doing you know what are they doing to the planet what you know what's going on with earth with earthlings and humans like like what are they doing you know because um it's um it, it is it uh, it has it definitely does have an effect on total cosmic energy. The energy we're sending out and the energy going out, the energy that's coming back in, that's going in, you see? Mm -hmm. So, um, the, the, um, so there is a kind of, um, there is a kind of cause and effect dynamic going on that we're attracting energy and at the same time we're sending out energy, you know, and uh, it's not, it's to ultimately in the end game to be in absolute harmony with the universe that we're going to have to give up the idea that we 
can control what's going on that with with the idea of ego that we want that we we are able to control manipulate and dominate everything that's going on in the world everything that's going on in the universe that you know the, the whole idea of space force with trump the whole idea of space force is as well you know well we could make it we could dominate out there not just on earth or we could you know like you know rule and and dominate out there and it's like you know you know americans rule we rule we, it's it's such a it's such a small petty egotistical concept that is um, <laughs> it, it's um is you know what he's suggesting is is, is virtually impossible because the cosmic energy and the consciousness energy is way too strong for any human forces to to harness. Hmm. Do you think that there's anything out there that would intervene? Yeah, the well the um there have already been um like um some like limited measured signs of intervention already on an extraterrestrial level, uh, extraterrestrial conscious level to prevent us from bl blowing ourselves up to <laughs> into complete, like complete obliteration. And uh, if, if push came to shove, so to speak, if push came to shove, so to speak that there, there would be um, some kind of um, extraterrestrial uh, intervention to uh, to to avoid uh, complete annihilation and destruction of our Earth. Yeah. And it may not be exactly on the, on the third dimension. It may come from fourth or fifth dimensional forces that we harness, that we channel from um, way, way, way beyond in the cosmos. Hmm. Um, why is it, do you think, that extraterrestrials tend to work from those other dimensions rather than just making themselves known in the dimension that you and I are able to perceive with our normal five senses? Um, there are, like, cases, um, there are document cases where they, they did um, appear, they did appear on Earth, but the, the reaction of humans to to extraterrestrials is fear and hostility, and just the the, the natural pat assumption and conclusion that well, if they're within our sphere, or especially if they physically land on Earth, they mean they mean harm to humans. They have aggressive. They have um, negative intentions. That they're going to be they're going to be aggressive. They're they're going to want to take over. They want to control. They want to control, manipulate in some way, form, or shape, or another. So that immediate apprehension is causes all this to to them uh, um, a lack of uh, acceptance acceptance and for them to be just like. Um, 
you know, the, the truth to be buried, like almost like literally buried, and for them to be just isolated from the rest of the, hidden and isolated from the rest of the population. And, and there is concern of not not uh, causing causing panic because, like, the way we are, the natural human condition, the way humans are, uh, and you know, and it's the reason why there's a lot of racism, racism, racism. You know, we're used to we have a certain concept where we're in a family circle or community where everybody basically we look we have similar features, white. You know, the skin tone, hair, body type, or, or whatever is like is is uniform. Like we want things to everybody to look more or less something that that fits in with our concept of what people look like. In the moment you have someone who's like a different color, black, brown, or a different uh, ethnic or origin or race, like there's like. Like we, you know, the the mind kind of freaks out. Like we have a problem with that. There's like already, it's like this um, inducement of fear. Um, that okay, they look different from us. It's like imagine like aliens who look like completely different from humans. Some look similar, mind you, from mm -hmm. some alien races, they look similar to us, and you wouldn't be able to tell them apart. But the ones who um, may be seen as looking extremely strange and hideous, like right away, you get afraid. Right? The first reaction is fear and apprehension. And, and uh, you know, rather than being accepting, oh, okay, knowing the truth is, well, okay, it's the same quantum energy, same energy field, same universe, same source of energy. Okay, and, and being more curious and wanting to get to know more about these beings, there's this fear and apprehension. Hmm. Interesting. How do you think they feel about us? Um, they're um, also apprehensive. They're, they are uh, because uh, we, we are, uh, the, the, they look at our, our stage of human evolution, uh, and, and some, some people say like it's an adolescent stage. It's the adolescent stage of human development. Uh, and our stage of evolution where we have qualities more savage-like, more like um, fear, fear-reactive, and that um, the except for a small percentage of humans who are, who are more enlightened and evolved, who would, who would not would not be fearful. Understand that it's it's all coming from one one energy. And there's no it's not dualistic. It's all coming from one space, one in, one quantum field. They have some, they have a deep understanding of the quantum. They just know they have that knowledge. The others just like see of uh, that they react with fear. So when you react with fear, brings up hostility, brings up anger, tension, and all all these uh, very destructive, aggressive emotions. They don't want to be aggressed, and they they have been aggressed. They they have been shot down and. Uh, you know, met with met with hostility. So 
they're curious yet cautious so and they, they approach the earth and humans with um a kind of enlightened apprehension knowing that they're not on that they don't have the same uh, powers as they do they're not on that same same level of of uh, evolution as beings um, that they are and that they still have to sort of kind of we'll say grow up in the universe <laughs> hmm. do you think they experience the same emotions that we do some um uh, some, some, some do, and some don't. Some are not uh, uh, have in some races, races of beings, or from some certain galaxies or planets. Um, the, the the evolution is such that they're um, they don't have um, like. The same emotions. They don't have emotions like we have emotions, but it's it's they're um, operating on a high high conscious high conscious level. That it is the, the, the brain has evolved in such a way that it's just uh, super conscious, super intelligent, and uh, they don't they don't it doesn't have this the same. Uh, emotional centers like we do if you look at the human brain the human brain is that we have like the frontal lobe and like the little lobe and like and the, and, and the cerebral um that um some people will tend to be more cerebral than emotional some people tend to be more emotional than cerebral hmm. interesting um so, <clears throat> the extraterrestrials, um, like I, I know, like you have a Facebook group. That's how we met. Is in the Arcturian comedy show Facebook group. Um, yeah. <clears throat> do you, do they have a sense of humor? Um. Actually, that's a good question. I don't think, I think they're they're not really, uh, I don't believe that they're really programmed for humor, but they, but I mean, they're they're on such a high level of intelligence that they can like um, be, Kind of in a way, you could say reprogram themselves, reprogram their minds to to uh, understand humor and to be humorous. Hmm. Would you say that they're? Do you think they feel more blissful or more joy than we do? More love and compassion? Yes, definitely more love and compassion. Yes, yes, more more love and compassion, and um, the and the. The, the capacity to exercise restraint is much, much greater. Uh, restraint and tolerance is much, much greater than on the human level, than, than in the human being. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely um, 
that um, in the, 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 the in the heart region and the heart the heart chakra mm-hmm. is is definitely more in touch more connected with uh, the thought processes and uh, the brain mm. are they able to astral like astral project themselves into our consciousness and influence our behavior in our thoughts Oh yes, that's that's another form of communication. That's uh, like uh, like transcendent communication, like remote metaphysical metaphysical communication. I've heard of cases where where this has happened, and um, I do know of of one uh, medium who's also one medium spiritual teacher uh, who I got to know and uh, participated in his groups. And uh, every session, every medium session, he, he would say, he would make reference to the aliens and, and say, well, they said I should do things this way. I should, this is how, this is what I should do. So he was like taking cues from extraterrestrial higher intelligence. And in the meditations, very often the white lady was, was brought in, was referred to as uh, a symbol of higher intelligence and, and psychic uh, psychic power. Is there a difference between these extraterrestrials that communicate through that modality and things that have been received as like angels and archangels and other religious type of entities? Um. Well, they seem you see, they they can be the thing, that's the thing is they, they can be mis, mistaken for angels or archangels or like uh, other kinds of religiously oriented celestial celestial beings, but they're 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 really but they're really more physical than that. Like if you're talking about angels or arch Angels or archangels is, is something they're they're light beings. They're 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 um, light light beings. That the, the soul is it's, it's product of the soul evolution that now they're operating as light beings um, in in some in some paradigm. Um, uh, but in, in as much as they they they, um, they, they are um, on in the third, fourth, and fifth dimensions, where angels would only be like uh, only live in in higher dimensions of fifth, fifth dimensions, and they're they're even they're, they're even said to be even on higher dimensions, even li- even living in higher dimensions than, than these angels. And that, that's that's our state of evolution. That that's how we evolved. Uh, they they actually are as beings. What do you think happens to us after we die? Do we transcend to another dimension? The yeah the, the it's a it's a dimensional transition. Transit because so very often like spiritual people will say like psychics and spiritual people will say like like uh, they won't say like somebody died like they, they said they, they they passed on or or they transitioned they transitioned so they went on to a higher dimension they went on to what they call 
the other side, the other world, the spiritual world, the other side, the the other world, higher higher dimension. But there there is there is a celestial dimension where the the spirit after it leaves the body will uh, transcend to and will will reside for a certain period of time um, until it's time to come back or or maybe not come back and just uh, remain there in perpetuity um, you've had like um like an NDE or OBE experience, haven't you? Yeah, it was near death, um, near death experience. I've, ha I've had a few um, OBE experiences um, that weren't necessarily triggered by any event, but this this NDE was triggered um, by this particular event, which was the, the accident I had ten years ago with my car hitting the train, and then everything everything happened so fast, so. It was like a blip of like a, a blip of consciousness, a conscious blip where I wasn't conscious of danger. I didn't perceive there's no perception of danger because already I was transcending in the state in that place of no fear from the place of fear, which is earth, because there's a lot of you know, <laughs> you know, driving a car especially there's a lot of dangerous things can happen. Mm -hmm. So to the place of um uh, transcendent transcendence and no fear and um all love all acceptance all compassion uh, uh and like that so so on and so forth and i was like i was there in the moment so and so it was just so fast it was just so back and forth so fast the only time where I felt any fear was actually on the other, when my car was thrown on the other side of tracks and it was spinning around and it just sort of like spun out. Hmm. And uh, it was just uh, the reaction of the townspeople were just amazed that I, that I was able to get out alive. So. That's incredible. Yeah. Did that change your life in a big way afterwards? Like your perception yeah. of reality and life and death and what's important and what's not important? Yeah, I had such a surge of energy, so, something which is common with a lot of people and a lot of people who experience NDEs um, for one reason or another. Um, it's more commonly triggered by, by health crises where they were like deemed clinically dead for a period of like two, three minutes, let's say. And then they came back alive. They came back into the body. They were out of the body. They came into the body. So it triggered. Once I was in full consciousness and realization, of what actually happened and the experience I had, which lay proof that I I am a being well beyond the body. I you know it is um, the I I am connected to and come from a dimension that's well beyond this uh, third dimensional plane, this physical dimension. So I'm well, 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 while being in the body and functioning in the body, living in the body, I'm, I'm well beyond the body uh, from, from higher consciousness, which is what um, is my 
true essence and and that i would call the absolute so that space of the other side is the of that uh, field beyond the body that dimension is the absolute hmm. and and this is relative now so so what was it like for you when you were outside of your body and um were you into metaphysical stuff prior to that incident or was it afterwards that got you into this no, I was um, I I was meditating since like many years before, uh, before before this incident. Um, it was actually um, that I was introduced to meditation twenty five years prior to to this accident, to the time of the, almost exactly twenty five years prior to the the next uh, the, the this uh, incident. That triggered the, uh, the near death, that kind of near death uh, experience. Um, <clears throat> that I was um, definitely conscious and aware of um, metaphysical consciousness, spirit, and uh, the whole whole world um, that is uh, of, of I will say. Um, oneness unity consciousness and uh and truth and uh, absolute truth uh changing field unchanging field and you know, relative absolute and um so i was also I, I did a lot of work on on that level hmm. was it a verification for you though that the meditation and some of the things that you were already investigating with your own consciousness to validate that as the, um, as truth yeah 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 it was a val definitely a validation yeah validation uh, there was one shaman who told me it was um, an initiation mm -hmm. uh, kind of like initiation into higher consciousness um, who was where she had a kind of similar um, life-threatening experience of her own, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was like that was that happened. It was a great gift to me. It was, uh, it, it it was awesome. Um, you know, that that uh, this the whole it brings in a whole open up a whole spectrum of of mind and consciousness, whole spectrum of consciousness um, that just broke wide open, just unfolded. What was it like? What was it like on the other side for you for a short time? Oh, um, can it be described the words? What was revealed to me, what what I channeled, what I, in my regression, what, what I, I uh, what I saw was what was revealed to me was um, just a lot of love. It, it was a love much more powerful than any kind of love you would experience on the earth plane, in the third dimension, even from your own family, even from your own parents. Much more, much stronger, much more tenable, much more conscious, conscious, all compassionate, all merciful, 
egoless love. And within that, underlying that, is the joy of that, uh, the knowledge and, and living experience or afterlife living experience of living in and knowing that um, life is eternal, that, that we are immortal. Was it hard for you to return afterwards? Like when you came back into your body and realized like you had to come back into this dimension and finish out your life? Was it like, um, were you happy about it? Or were you like, man, I really wouldn't I didn't have to stay. I, I feel, well, well the, way I, the way I interpret it is the, the, uh, I didn't have any, it was unemotional. I didn't have any emotional emotions or feelings one way or the other. It was just that, you know, uh, a kind of uh, complicit um, under, um, complicit, implicit understanding that it's it just what I had to do. It's just, it just wasn't time for me to transition, to transcend, and it just is what I had to do. Hmm. Yeah. Um, was your car totaled? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole front end was totaled. the The motor of the car was thrown twenty feet um, into a field, and it was like uh, a total mess. Wow. Was there, did everything go into slow motion when it happened? Um, seemingly, yes. After um, the impact, the initial impact of hitting the train and the, the spinning of the car around and around, sped, spun around two or three times until it just stopped at a certain, a certain point. Um, did the yeah. train stop? Did he stop a train then, when it hits a yeah, car? The train, yeah, the train went, the train stopped like about, so about um, 100 or 150 feet from my point of impact. The train stopped. The, 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 the engineer of the train, the, whoever was driving the train, he came out to see if I was all right. Actually, came out. See if I was all right, you know, all right, ask you all right, and uh, and the so the paramedics came, and uh, the first thing he said is that, uh, in my opinion, you're very lucky. So, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it was just, uh, you know, it, it was quite an impact. Everybody, everybody, it, it was quite an impact on everybody, and yeah. Hmm. Was there passengers on a train? No, it was it was a freight train. Okay, because it was, it wasn't a, a passenger uh, train. It was a it was a freight train carrying some kind of cargo or some kind of freight. So it wasn't that kind of train. Yeah, well, that's good because otherwise you would have had a bunch of passengers mad at you for making them late. Like, if, uh, <laughs> and, I, and in fact, like, I couldn't imagine because. In the city where I live in Montreal, we have commuter trains, we have commuter rails, like here and there in several places in and around the city. And I couldn't imagine, like it would be more, a lot more difficult to actually 
collide into a commuter train, which was carrying passengers. <laughs> you know? <laughs> wow. So afterwards, um, did you sustain any injuries or have to spend any time in a hospital recovering? And how did your family members respond to it? It was, uh, um, well, I didn't, I, I just, I came out uh, with a few uh, fractured ribs. So it healed in a few weeks. In three to six weeks, it healed. Everything healed. Um, as a result, the, the, the main side effect was as a result, and I attribute this to the, the trauma of the accident, was what I had a very bad um, a tooth infection, extremely painful, terrible uh, tooth infection. And, um, and just uh, more on a like, um, psychological level than, than actually on a physical level is more more on some more on the on the psychological uh level mental level so. do you ever feel fear now when you have to drive over train tracks um well i haven't um except except for a few weeks after that i haven't i i haven't driven i didn't uh I didn't get another car after that, and I haven't driven, so. Hmm. You ever plan on driving again? So, um, uh, I don't know. I don't think I will. I just got used to, like, I got just so used to not not having a car and driving. It's like, I feel, I feel more free, not, you know, li living in a city where I don't have to drive to get anywhere. And not having a car to be responsible for, and and it's more, more free, more liberating, not mm -hmm. not to and a lot less stress, not not to drive, especially in the city. Yeah. How about if you leave the city? Um, in the country, yeah, I, I have driven. Uh, two years ago, I did drive a little bit um, in a rented car that we uh, that we took. And it was uh, like in the country outside, just outside of Kingston, Ontario. Yeah. Wow. That's quite a story. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing that you're still alive. Yeah. Yeah. And only broke a couple ribs. Just fractured. Yeah. Fractured like three, I think, three ribs. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. And that was just from the, the seatbelt, just from like the, the because from, from the force of mm -hmm. the seatbelt holding me in and the airbag that deployed holding me back. So it caused that, uh, that fracture. <laughs> wow. Mm. Um, so after the accident, did you find that your channeling abilities and psychic abilities and healing abilities also enhanced? Um, it, uh, yeah, I had, I, I felt a surge of, uh, of psychic power, just like a, a surge of energy. Like I said, a lot of people mm -hmm. that go through NDEs have this like tremendous surge of energy like the whole world should know the truth like you know i've seen the truth the whole world has to see like know the truth know the truth know the truth and you know you know speak to everybody anyone who will listen you know search 
of energy, but then there's a problem with, um, and, and this is the thing with, with healing, doing healing, quantum healing is ego detachment, mm-hmm. is not, not allowing your ego to be engaged in the actual, your actual performance or actions of uh, working with this um, in a quantum field with this uh, energy. So what exactly is quantum healing and how does it differ from something such as Reiki? Yeah, well, it is, um, well, Reiki is is quantum healing. Reiki is actually within the field of quantum healing, except that quantum healing is 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 more of a more uh you could say a universal um, package or universal term for all forms of uh, healing that um use universal energy how important space how important do you think intent the role the role of intent plays in healing um it's Yeah, well, it um, it plays a significant role. I mean, intent without intent, you couldn't be like you couldn't accept that you have that that uh, this is your role in 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 the world, in the order, in, in the greater like divine order of of things of of uh, of human consciousness. The, the intent is to. Just um, accept the, the the healing energy or healing gifts, um, and um, to um, open your to channel to to channel your energy to. So the the intent is in the acceptance of of these energies of of these divine energies. Um, Oh, cosmic energies, universal energies, too. Um, yeah. Well, you know, intent uh, is, uh, I mean, uh, as humans, uh, without intent, we would just be like, I don't know, on the same level of uh, of uh, plant life, grass. I mean, we would say, uh, consci- on that level of consciousness, I mean, the grass just grows, plants just uh, even plants um, support uh, life. They just go, are propelled by by universal energy. But but because we have uh, still um, the we are beings with an ego, there'll be there'll be intent to to do uh, some action, to do X or Y, A, A B or C. There'll always be. Uh, uh, an intent, whether whether it's conscious or unconscious, is the ability to heal a gift from beyond, or is it something that everybody can do? Um, we um, we have evolved. I believe the 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 the, the human being in our, especially like in our in our state of of evolution is um, is something that can be developed. Um, 
like um, anyone has these abilities, but they're latent. But you could say that like they're latent or dormant abilities that haven't been awakened as such yet at this point in their life or, or in their personal psychic development. Hmm. Um, can energy healing or quantum healing cure all ailments in result in immortality? Um, uh, the uh, well, this uh. It's quant. It's quantum, quantum healing. But there, there, you're 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 opening a kind of Pandora's box into a whole whole field of of uh, deep deep sciences. I think uh, quantum quantum healing is at the root of of this, um, of, of the energy that could uh, be an end result of um, immortality or extended mortality. Um, but phys- physical, physical immortality is, um, uh, I don't believe it's, it's, it's possible. I don't believe it's physically or spiritually possible or desirable within the sphere of, of a divine consciousness and a divine order. I don't know. Ponce D. Lone was looking for it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's been, yeah. There's been, yeah. There has been like, uh, yeah, Dorian Gray, uh, Malthusia, uh, uh, Malthusius, a, a lot of, a lot of mythology um around that but you see being being in a changing field because we're, we're in a relative changing field so the mind and body has constantly has to adapt every so many years in every in every cycle as a cycle of seven years or in every decade constantly have to like recharge and adapt constantly to to changes in a changing field in a relative uh, uh, field where there there's always this dynamism of of uh, of of change of changes, but we are still we're still far from the state of human evolution where we we could. Um, acquire this or or where it would be desirable to to have this so you think that immortality is possible but further down the road of human evolution in yeah in in uh, like yeah in, in far in the far reaching future in the of of uh, of human evolution yeah Hmm. Interesting. When people have a near-death experience and come back, do you think that it is possible to bring something back with them? 
Yeah, yeah. Energetically, they do. Everybody does. Energetically, they do. And that's uh, um, uh, gratitude, appreciation, compassion, love, um, high energy, high energy, love, truth, wisdom, uh, clarity. This um, this is the result of, of, of having a, even a glimpse of the afterlife. Um, I don't know if you ever read uh, Raymond Moody. Is it? I haven't read him, but I've heard of him. Is a is a person. I, I met Raymond Moody. He came to be a personal friend of, of mine, and his book is he wrote the book Life After Life, and just as as recording other people's experiences. Um, of the afterlife through near death near death experiences, people who who transcended and then came back and then like lived to tell the stories and remained uh, uh, skeptical until he f- and struggled with accepting that there is life after life until he finally finally did. Just <laughs> three, just recently, like three years ago. So it wasn't up until three years ago where I actually accepted it. Yes, there is. I will admit, confess, uh, according to um, my my studies and my own personal experience of my life and and other other people's experiences that there is life after life does exist. Scientific, we always say there has to be because they say energy can't be destroyed; it can only transform. Yeah. 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 I think the, the big question is the consciousness. Is a, do we remain consciously aware after we leave the body? Like I know for me, I've had an experience, and I would say absolutely, I did still have some type of conscious awareness. You have higher awareness. The type, the type of awareness that you have is not um, the same like conscious physical awareness that you would have right now in the body. Mm-hmm. As as through 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 the spectrum and the prisms of of, of a human being, uh, of, of a, just a biological entity, it's a much higher experience, and it's a super conscious and super aware experience. Super super consciousness. The uh, the astronaut Ed, Edgar Mitchell, when he was in space, when he was out there floating around in space, he had. Uh, a totality of awareness, super conscious. His consciousness expanded immensely. It's have super to super conscious state of of, uh, of universal consciousness. So there's something that it is about the here on being in the physical and this earth. The vibrations and density here mm-hmm. is you, you have consciousness. But it won't be as unrestrictive and unlimited as as it would be outside of this uh, um, earthbound energetic field. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that animals have those same experiences, or do you think it's just limited to humans? Um, I don't know if animals are not the 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 the. the Development of animals, you see, the, the, the brain development of animals is, um, is, is not on the, the same parallel level as humans. So 
Yeah, they they tend to be more sensitive to vibrations. They'll sense things coming uh, far away and far before it happens, mm -hmm. which uh, many human beings are not capable of. So they're in a higher sensory sensitivity, sensitive awareness, but with the development of their, but it, that's instinctive. We see that's all in their instinctive development of of their uh, uh, of the being of the of, of their level level of evolution of, of life level evolution of life is is there. They're they're not equipped to have like uh, psychic awareness in the same way as as humans do. Interesting. So it's almost like they have a heightened psychic ability, but a lower intelligence ability to process it. Well, it's a higher sensory intelligence, but a lower ability to process the world on a psychic level. Wow. Cool. So before we wrap this up, where is the best place for my listeners to find you? Um, they go to my website, www.quantumenergyhealing.weebly.com, um, or they could um, go uh, on Facebook. It's um, facebook.com slash True Life Path Institute for the Facebook page. And they can message me, they send me a message um, either way. In either medium, they could send me a message to, to contact me. Awesome. I will post links to both of those in a notes of this episode so my listeners can reach out to you if they have any questions or want to use your services. Yes, yes. Well, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Hey, thank you for taking the time to be on today. I really appreciate it. You kind of, you helped me out of, a, you helped me out of a jam. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, okay. It's very good. It, it's very good for your listeners can have an understanding of how how quantum energy works and how how and what quantum healing is. Um, uh, some understanding of connecting quantum energy with quantum healing. So. Yeah. Fantastic. Again, thank you very much. And uh, hang on for one moment. I'm just going to play the outro. Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or message him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the cost of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of this page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. You can also buy the book Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen.